Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. If you have a positive outlook on life, and you change your mindset to be a positive one, you'll understand that tough times don't last, tough people do, and you will continue to move forward. Can I get it? Oh, yeah. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. Benny Fowler is a professional athlete and an author who understands only discipline and persistence will lead you to your goals. He's a loving brother, loves reading and watching movies, and is a huge Denzel Washington fan. The wisdom he shares in this episode will help enterprisers achieve their goals. His favorite quote is to surround yourself with people who support you. All right, Benny. Can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. Nice. First of all, Benny, let me just say thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with us. I certainly do appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate you having me on the podcast today. The second thing I'd like to do is to ask you to tell us about yourself. Now, when I say that, Benny, feel free to go all the way back to when Benny first started or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. Born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. Well, actually outside of Detroit. You know, I lived in a couple of different places, but I went to middle school in Gross Point, middle school, elementary school in Gross Point, then moved out to Southfield and went to Detroit Country Day High School, where I played three sports, basketball, football, and I ran track, won two state championships in basketball and won in track, state championship, long jumper, graduated from there and had scholarship offers to play football in college. And chose to go to Michigan State University where I went there for five years, played four years, leading receiver uh, as a junior and senior there. Won the Rose Bowl in 2013, one of the best teams in Michigan State history when we were 13 and one. And that led me to becoming a professional athlete. I did not get drafted, but I'm currently going into my seventh season in the NFL, won a Super Bowl in Denver. In 2016, played my first four years in Denver. In the last two years, I played in New York. Called the last pass of Peyton Manning. I've also played with Eli Manning. So now I'm an author. And, you know, that's just a little bit about me. I am a brother to one brother. And then I have two sisters. I have two great parents. And I have a great stepmom. So I have a lot of great people around me. And I've been able to do some good things in my life with the help and support of my family and friends. Fantastic. I don't even know where to start. We're going to take a quick left turn 
and learn a little bit more about you. What's your favorite thing to do? Now for you, I'm going to say outside of football. I enjoy a lot of things. I enjoy traveling. Recently, you know, I've taken a couple trips to Mexico. I went to Greece. I go to LA. I've lived in New York. I like to travel a lot. I like to spend time with family and friends. Love being around my friends and, you know, guys that I've played with and friendships that I've grown throughout the year. I do enjoy reading. That's why also why I wrote a book. I enjoy learning from people. Uh, and I really love movies. I really love movies. Got it. What's your favorite movie? Right now, I would say Green Book. I really like that movie. But of all time, you know, you got any Denzel movie, really. You know, just one of the greatest actors of all time. Uh, so American Gangster with Denzel, Equalizer, Safe House. I don't know. A lot of his movies are just great. Got it. So talk a little bit about your journey, because a lot of times when people think about athletes, we all understand how hard it is and how you have to be disciplined and yada, yada, yada. Talk a little bit about what it takes to be successful, not just athletically, but in general. You got to work hard. What I would like to tell people is that success doesn't happen in a day. It happens every single day. Like you said, you have to be disciplined. You have to set the right goals. You have to set goals that you really want to achieve. Like I knew I wanted to be a professional athlete. I didn't know if it was going to be football or basketball. But every single day, like, you know, I was working towards that. And if I were telling anybody out there, yes, being disciplined is very important, but being persistent, staying persistent towards your goal. Like I tell people all the time, it took me 22 years to become a pro athlete. This is not something that just happened overnight or happened after a couple of years at Michigan State. No, I had been working for this pretty much my whole life. Not always consciously going towards something, but once I got to that age, 14, 15 years old, he's like, all right, I want to be a professional athlete. I'm working towards that every single day. So success doesn't happen in a day. It happens every single day. So you've got a goal set. and you got to break your long-term goals down into your short-term goals. And your short-term goals should lead to your long-term goals. Got it. Thank you for that. So talk a little bit about your book. Why a book? Reflection. A lot of reflection of where I'm at in my life and the things that I've been able to accomplish as a team and as an individual. And just also the people that I've been around. I've been around some great players and I've learned a lot of great things. And why not share those things with the world? Because I know what certain books have done for me in my life. And that's why I wrote one. And why not inspire people? So that's why I wrote this book. So when people pick this up and read it, what are they going to take away from it? This is like a, not a self-help book. It's like a self-actualizing book. So they're going to realize that they have all the power in everything that they have that they want to achieve their goals or dreams is right inside of them. And they'll just learn. They'll learn from some of my stories, but some of the people that I have in the book, like my brother, or Draymond Green, or Dark Quisinard, DeMarcus Ware. I also have some friends who are entrepreneurs who are in the book as well, because less than 1% of the world is athletes. So I want them to also learn from my friends who still have the same doubts, fears, and insecurities, but still were able to overcome those things. There are ups and downs in life. If you really want something, you're going to have to stay persistent, disciplined, and go after it. And that's what I just want people to learn. And I want people to take away from it. Give us some insight on one of the times, because I know I'm in a season and in a time in my life where I have had the thought, okay, I want to give up. I don't want to, to do this anymore. What about you? Have you ever had a time in your life or in your career 
where you wanted to give up, you wanted to quit, but you didn't. And help us understand what made you continue on. I don't think I ever wanted to give up or quit. I would always tell myself not to give up or quit. And I also just know that I would have a lot of regrets if I did give up and quit. So I don't think I've had very tough moments like, man, I don't want to feel this pain or I don't want to feel this anxiety or this fear. But like, I've always told myself, like, you are going to regret this if you don't go back out there or try. So I don't think I've ever wanted to give up, but I just like everybody else, I've had my fears, doubts, and insecurities, but I always tell myself, you got to go for it. You have to. You'll eat yourself up if you don't. So, Got it. What was one of your biggest failures? If you describe it that way, personally, I don't consider anything that I don't achieve as a failure, but Talk a little bit about some of those moments for you. What was the biggest moment in your life where you thought, wow, man, that didn't go well? I have moments like that every year. But the first time I really felt a big failure was probably my redshirt junior year at Michigan State. That'd be 2012. And I dropped the touchdown pass. It was like on a big nationally televised game on ABC. And, you know, that was the first time where, you know, like the game was like really on my shoulders. I mean, it happened in the first quarter, but, you know, you don't lose the game in the first quarter. But I felt like that play could have made a difference in the game. That was the first time I had felt those fears and insecurities and all that nervousness. And that's when I really got into understanding the mind and how strong the mind is and taking care of your mind and how important that is. Doubt. So what method or how do you go about getting over that. I know you mentioned you kind of encourage yourself that you got to go back out there, but what other ways do you manage the fear, the insecurities, and the doubts? First of all, you have to put things into perspective and you have to understand that there is no perfect human. Like Everybody has these doubts, insecurities, or fear of failure, but you have to put it into perspective. You change your thinking. Now, you can change it with meditation. You can quiet your mind. You can do positive self-talk and talk to yourself and encourage yourself in your mind every single day. You can journal. I do a lot of journaling. That's also what helped me write the book. You can just write out your thoughts and write out the things that went good, write out the things that went bad. But you always have to have a positive outlook. Attitude is everything. If you have a positive outlook on life, and you change your mindset to be a positive one, you'll understand that tough times don't last, tough people do, and you will continue to move forward. I could not agree with you more that attitude is everything and changing your mindset will definitely shift the trajectory of your life. What would you say to somebody who is struggling to do that? They know that, hey, I need to be more positive, but they just can't get there. How do they dig deep and make that transition into changing their attitude and their mindset? Well, they shouldn't say anything like they can't get there. Like I said at the beginning, Success doesn't happen in a day. It happens every single day. So it's going to take a little bit of time. But constantly with the positive self-talk or the meditation, praying if they believe in the higher power, they just got to take it one day at a time and get people around you who support you and love you and can help you and encourage you. Because we can't do anything in this world by ourselves. We're going to need the help of other people and people need to understand that. So get the help of other people. Like reach out to people, reach out to the right people, look things up online, get motivation online. There's just so many different ways where you can change your mindset. So it's not going to happen overnight, though. It's going to take a long process. And then once you get to that point where you have to continue to work on that. You mentioned surround yourself with the right people. 
if I'm a person, I'm listening to this podcast and I know that I need to surround myself with positive people, people that support me. But right now, all the people that are around me don't support me. They're not positive people. How do you get those people out of your sphere of influence? Oh man, you had to change your number. Those aren't the right people for you. So you just got to leave those people in the past. And I've had to do that with friends that just weren't going on the same path as me. You just appreciate the time that you had with them and understand that you want to go in a different place and they might want to stay in the same place. So you know, kind of have to excuse yourself from that, which isn't a bad thing. It's just you're evolving as a person and you want to see life through a positive lens so you can't have those negative people around you. It's already a negative world out there, so to speak. So you got to remove yourself from those situations and just find the people who really support you. And, you know, you might have to just go out there and make new friends. Got it. Now, so we learned a little bit about you, your favorite thing to do. You love Denzel movies and all that good stuff. Talk about your book. Where can we find it? When does it come out? We're recording this in January. So by the time people hear this, the book will be here. So tell us about the book and where we can get it. The book will be on Amazon. You'll be able to get the ebook on Amazon or a hardcover or paperback on Amazon starting on January 28th. So you'll be able to get the book right then and there. And you'll really enjoy the book. You'll hear from a lot of my different teammates, as well as entrepreneurs. And you'll just get a little bit of motivation and you'll learn from these people. And you'll be able to go back and reference some of these stories and some of these ups and downs that other people went through. And you'll gain a great understanding of what you already had inside of you. What is a day in the life of an NFL player like? You wake up early. I'm up around 645. 6.50 in the morning, I'm probably in the building around 7, 7.15. We usually have meetings to start the day around 8 o'clock. We meet for a couple hours. And then we'll practice for a couple hours, and then we'll meet for a couple more hours. And we'll have lunch in between there. So we're in the building probably from 8 to 4, just working on the game plan, understanding who we're about to play, what players we're about to play, how we want to attack them, how they might attack us. And yeah, that's a typical day right there. It's a lot of fun, but it's different than everybody thinks. Everybody thinks we just go there, we practice, we catch passes, and then we go home. There's a lot more preparation into it, a lot more day-to-day work, but we're super detail-oriented, very disciplined. So yeah, that's a typical day right there. That's interesting. So you said there's a lot of preparation and a lot of really studying and coming up with a game plan and how you guys are going to attack the opponent and how the opponent might attack you. Dig into that a little bit, because as an entrepreneur, that's very, very similar to my thought process, right? It's like, okay, how am I going to best represent my brand, my business to the world, what things might happen, right? Because you got to be prepared. You don't know what's going to happen, but you have to be prepared for anything to happen. So talk about that a little bit more. What does that look like from the inside, that preparation? That's a lot of film study. We're studying film, but we're breaking it down. Like you said, we're being detailed about it. So Wednesdays are like our Mondays because we play on Sunday. We come in Monday, we review the film. Tuesday is our off day. And then on Wednesday, we come in and we work on, you know, first and second down play. Those are just, the, we're just working on, we're, we're taking care of Wednesday thing, the first and second down. And then Thursday, we'll do third down in a little bit of red zone. And then Friday, we'll bring it all together and have like an overview of first, second, third down, red zone, special situations, special plays. And then Saturday, we'll walk through it all. 
and Sunday we'll go out and then we'll perform. And that's just a typical day, but we're just trying to win every single day, trying to just win Wednesday, then trying to win Thursday and just keep on moving forward. And that's basically our short-term goals leading to our long-term goal. That's fascinating. So when you're watching film, again, from an outside perspective, I don't know what that means exactly. So help me understand when you're looking at film and I'm doing air quotes, you're breaking down film. What does that mean? You're watching the opponent. So you're watching the people that, so the people that I might be going against because I play receiver, I'm going against the defensive backs. Those are the people that guard me. So I watch their tendencies, how they play, but I also watch the coverages they play on first down because they might be different than, than they play on second down. And usually on third down, you get a lot of different exotic coverages. They might be blitzing, which means they're bringing more people that we can block. So that's how we break it down. So what does that look like in terms of adjustments? So let's say you and I, we're going to be playing, you're playing my team, the Enterprisers, on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And you notice a tendency or you notice that we always blitz. What does that look like for you as the player that maybe notices something in the film or that tendency? How does that work its way around and up to the, the head coach so that that gets implemented into the strategy? Yeah, we just communicate those things. We try to understand if they're blitzing a lot, we probably will have checks, audibles to change to different plays. So we're not just running into certain blitzes or things like that. So Oh, yeah, that's how we break it down. And then we communicate with our coaches and our coaches ultimately will make the decisions on what plays we should be running. What does that look like on the field, right? So you're lined up, you're ready to go and you hear an audible or you see something and you know that they're going to run a play or something is about to happen. Obviously, with different folks out on the field, everyone can't give direction. What's that like? How does that work? I might alert something to the quarterback that I see something and then he'll let me know if we're good or not. Or then he might give me a signal to do something else. But usually the quarterback handles all that. Usually the quarterback and the coaches that handle all that. And they just relay the message to everybody else. Hmm, very interesting. Now, I don't want to let you go without getting from you an actionable tip that the enterprisers, which is what I call my listeners, can implement in their business today. When it comes to goal setting, and I like to call it the GPS method, it's the long-term goals. When you put the destination in on your maps or your ways or your navigation system in your car, it gives you a destination. It shows you that little red dot. You can always see your endpoint, and that's your long-term goal. And then you break those goals down into short-term goals, and those are your turn-by-turn directions to get to your long-term goal. So when it comes to goal setting, that's how you should set them. First of all, you should put your long-term goals at least a couple of them, somewhere where you can see them every single day. In your bathroom mirror, your refrigerator, your car, places that you know you're going to see them every day so you can put it in your mind that that's your destination. And then your turn directions, are you winning the day? Because if you win the days, you'll win the week. If you win the weeks, you'll win the month. If you win the months, you'll win the year. And then you're constantly just building that foundation every single day because you might not achieve your goals in the first year or two. Like I said, when it came to becoming a professional athlete, it took me 22 years. So I'm not saying your goals have to take that long, but you should break them down. And like in a navigation system or your Google Maps or your iPhone Maps, if you miss turns, it just gets you right back on track to that goal. So in life, you're going to have obstacles. You're going to have hurdles and things like that that you're going to have to overcome. Just get right back on track. 
notice that you missed that turn and then get right back on track. So that's what I would tell people to take away from this. Awesome. If people want to reach out to you, learn even more about you and what you do, how can they do that? They can reach out to me via email at beans, B-E-A-N-S, Fowler, F-O-W-L-E-R at gmail.com. Reach out to me. I do mastermind groups on certain books, on my book, as well as I'm certified by John Maxwell to teach his material as well on leadership and even success and so many different things. So they can just reach out to me via email and we can go from there. Awesome, sir. Well, thank you so much for your time. And thank you for having me. Enterprisers, if you got value from that awesome conversation, let the world know by subscribing to the email list and leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. That helps us know that we're bringing you golden nugget field conversations with the most inspirational business owners. Reach out at podcast at enterprisenow.net with any feedback or questions for me or any of my guests. Thanks again, folks, and we'll talk with you guys next time. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.